A lot of news going on in the community, so let's get into it, starting with this breaking crime news from this afternoon. Shortly before 3 o'clock, Chapel Hill police responded to a shooting it happened at the Dunkin' Donuts on the 1500 block of East Franklin Street. Police say it was an employee dispute and one person was detained at the scene and one person was taken to UNC hospitals with non-life-threatening injuries. And if there's any further development in this story, we'll get the details to you as soon as we know them. You can find out more by visiting chapelboro.com as well. In other news this afternoon, at Wednesday night's Chapel Hill Town Council meeting, we saw several impassioned public comments on the ongoing Israel-Hamas war in Gaza. Chapel Hill Mayor Jess Anderson spoke with me yesterday about the town's role in that conversation and the decision not to pass a resolution calling for a ceasefire. I do see our role as taking care of the health, welfare, happiness of our entire community. And what we've seen in other places is that um, these these resolutions, I think, tend to cause some people more pain. Um, it doesn't bring people to get together the way I think our job as a community is. And we there are a lot of complex issues that are outside of our purview. And so our practice has been to not issue resolutions on international matters that we really don't have purview or the expertise to fully understand or make make joint statements on. It's also we try to make resolutions on things that the board is united on and that the community is united on. So we didn't feel like this rose to that level, but I do feel we have um, a responsibility to be bringing people together where we can to have hard conversations and also to be helping folks feel like they are supported. We have people um, who work for the town of Chapel Hill and on our greater community who have family members who are being impacted. We, they have family members in Israel and Gaza. Um, and making sure that those folks have the support that they need and that we're directing people to places that they can donate and help as possible, I think is all part of our role. Um, but it, it's hard because I know that people have very, very strong, passionate feelings. And I'm sure that a lot of people were disappointed last night that we didn't issue a resolution. And I understand that. And I, and, and I, I hear it. You can find that full conversation with Chapel Hill Mayor Jess Anderson in the News on the Hill section of chapelboro.com. Yesterday, North Carolina Attorney General and Democratic candidate for Governor Josh Stein visited Chapel Hill, swinging by UNC's campus to launch a new effort in his campaign focused on college students. 97.9 The Hills' Brighton McConnell reports. Join me in welcoming the next governor of North Carolina, Josh Stein. Thursday's rally, held in the pit on UNC's campus on a rainy afternoon, was organized in partnership with several student political advocacy groups. The Students for Stein Coalition aims to be a vehicle for different college organizations across North Carolina to have consistent messaging supporting the attorney general's run for governor and to help students be prepared to vote. Stein, the Democratic frontrunner, spent time talking about his childhood growing up in Chapel Hill before turning his attention to criticizing the Republican frontrunner candidate, Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson. Robinson vilifies LGBTQ folks as filth. He says that the Holocaust is hogwash. He disrespects women, saying they are not called to lead. Stein highlighted his work in the AG's office, citing the litigation that won North Carolina millions of dollars in settlements from opioid manufacturers and efforts to tackle a backlog of rape kits. 
He also pointed to efforts that specifically helped students and young adults, like suing a predatory student loan company and pushing for changes to transfer rules for college athletes. Some of the loudest cheers from the gathered students came when Stein talked about North Carolina's recent Medicaid expansion, protecting abortion access, and enacting more gun safety measures. Sloan Duvall, a junior and the president of the UNC Young Democrats, said the issue of gun reform is top of mind for many at Carolina in the wake of August's deadly shooting of a professor. She said Stein's stances on the issue are in stark contrast to Robinson's, who Duvall said insulted students like those who were locked down on campus this fall. He calls student gun violence victims pawns and paid actors. We had David Hogg on campus this fall. He has said really just unthinkable things about David Hogg, and that's something that really resonates with UNC students because it's just so fresh for us. Um, Josh Stein is not going to, you know, bow down to the Republicans in Raleigh. He's going to use that veto pen, and he's going to keep students safe. Duval is one of several UNC students who are working on Stein's election campaign. Beyond leading the campus chapter of Young Democrats, she's the chair of Students for Stein and is planning other events on college campuses throughout the year. The coalition will work to help students prepare to vote at their school addresses and be aware of Stein's policies. Here's Duval. I think a lot of times we see students that are really passionate about issues, passionate about amazing candidates like Josh, but they don't take the necessary steps to make sure they're registered, to look up their polling location, to bring the necessary materials with them. So for us on campus, it's all about educating students, making sure they're confident and empowered to get to the polls. Second year UNC law student Patrick Brady was in the crowd on Thursday, saying he'd heard about the event beforehand and came to hear Stein speak. Brady pointed to Republican lawmakers' recent redistricting efforts to protect their supermajority in the state as one reason he's supporting the Democratic gubernatorial candidate. We're not going to have a government that works for us until they let us have a real hand in picking our government, right? Um, and so the work that he's doing to help protect our right to do that, and not just in this election, but in previous ones and in future ones, is only something that's going to become more important, and it's certainly not something that Mark Robinson cares about. UNC is the latest stop at a North Carolina university for Stein's campaign, who said more will come as 2024 and the election cycle continues. Students have a critical voice in determining what kind of future we have in North Carolina and who wins. Do we have a governor who will fight for them or a governor who will fight the social wars that only serve to divide us? North Carolina's primary election day in 2024 is March 5th, with voter registration before early voting ending on February 9th. For 97.9 The Hill, I'm Brighton McConnell. Thank you, Brighton. We now have some brand new news out of Pittsburgh. We told you yesterday that they learned on Wednesday of another 1,4-dioxane spill in the Haw River. They've taken appropriate uh, reactions to that at the water treatment plant. You can read the details of all that in the news article on chapelboro.com. What we just learned this afternoon is they got the first round of testing from the wastewater facility and uh, released that for the first time. They've got non-detects for 1,4-dioxane at almost all of their testing locations, and the uh, that indicates that the slug of 1,4-dioxane has not yet entered the system, so they will keep monitoring the system until they know that it is in there, and then uh, they will be doing the appropriate uh Doing keeping the draws from the Haw River at a minimum while the slug is going through the system. Again, you can learn more about this in the news article on chapelboro.com. The big takeaway, first round of testing from Pittsburgh shows that that 1,4-dioxane has not yet made it down to Pittsburgh.
We go to Durham now, where ABC 11 is reporting that the Durham School Board made it official last night, voting to allow staffers to keep the extra money they were mistakenly paid over the last few months of 2023. That is only part of the problem that led to last week's walkout, though. Many Durham schools employees are still upset about a change to the district's pay schedule that they say amounts to a salary cut for many of them. I want to give you an update on the Millhouse Road closure in Orange County. Millhouse Road will be closed at the bridge under I-40 beginning Sunday night. Those closures will be happening nightly for the next three weeks. So if you use that road regularly, you'll want to find an alternative route overnight. Again, our top story this afternoon, we had a shooting at the Dunkin' Donuts on East Franklin Street in the 1500 block of East Franklin. One person detained, one person taken to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries, and there is no ongoing threat to the community. Time now to talk sports. We'll start by talking women's basketball as they got another big win last night. It did not come easy either. 20th-ranked Tar Heels got a 19-point lead early. Looked like they were going to cruise. Miami eventually walked them down, cut it all the way to one in the fourth quarter. And Deja Kelly stepped to the free throw line. They made the mistake of fouling Deja Kelly in clutch time. She had four free throws down the stretch to seal the win. She also led the way with 18 points. Alyssa Usby had another double-double, 12 points, 10 caroms in her tally. Carolina moves to 7-1 in a very competitive ACC. They're tied for first with Syracuse, but they kind of smoked Syracuse earlier in the year when they played each other. So Carolina women's team looking very good, finding ways to win over and over and over. And here's Coach Banghart after the game. When things are hard, our guys just kept on keeping on. And, uh, you know, it's hard to win in this league. I've been really uh, committed to that. Um, and you just proved it. You know, Miami's a really, really good team, probably a tournament team. Um, and they gave us a good fight tonight. I'm thrilled to get the win. That's Courtney Banghart speaking there. They'll be back in action on Sunday, and it's not going to get a whole lot easier. They'll be on the road at Virginia starting at noon. Men's team also with a tough road game this weekend. They're at Florida State tomorrow at 2 o'clock. We'll actually be covering both of those games for you here on 97.9 The Hill, your flagship station for Carolina sports. Our coverage of tomorrow's men's game will start at 12.30 p.m. with Brighton McConnell doing t- countdown to tip-off. A lot going on in the world of sports this weekend in general for the Tar Heels as uh, it seems like pretty much every team's in action one way or another. It's a big weekend for tennis as we have got uh, the ITA kickoff weekend happening. Both the men's and women's tennis team hosting the ITA kickoff weekend, so they'll have big games on their home court. And uh, we are seeing, first up for the women, they got started earlier today. They had Oregon at 2 o'clock. And uh, we are, uh, see, they did get that win, just got that confirmed. They did win 4 nothing there. So they will actually move on in that little mini tournament. And they will play either Charlotte or Kentucky tomorrow, depending on who wins that one. Also tomorrow, 16th-ranked men will face Illinois. And then they'll, if they are able to get past Illinois, they'll have either Wake Forest or Florida on Sunday. And the winner that comes out of that group of four will make it to the ITA National Indoor Championships next month. So kind of a big deal there. Be keeping an eye on that over the weekend. Other teams in action. UNC Track and Field is up north with a whole bevy of teams at the Penn State National Invitational. 
got started a little bit ago. UNC Swimming and Diving just got started about an hour ago at Duke. Gymnastics team will have their first ever matchup against Clemson in ACC play tonight at 7.30 at Carmichael Arena. And the wrestling team's got a busy weekend. They're at Virginia Tech tonight, and then they'll host Navy on Sunday. Baseball hasn't got it started yet, but they're on the verge. Had media day yesterday. Tar Heels are just a few weeks out from opening day. They go into the season ranked 15th in the nation, according to D1 Baseball. Lots of new faces for UNC with multiple transfers and freshmen joining the roster. Here's head coach Scott Forbes on what the team's chemistry looks like as they head into opening day. I feel like the maturity of the, the incoming guys, you know, helped. Uh, they've been in college. They know how to manage themselves. So really, for me, the chemistry was more with the freshman class, you know, getting them used to our culture and our standards. Uh, the other guys pretty much know what it's like to be in college. But that word, you know, we actually talked about chemistry yesterday. And I was just telling the guys that word, you have to understand what that word really, really means to have good chemistry. Um, because everybody's not always going to be best friends, especially in any locker room. So true chemistry is throughout the course of a season, everybody keeps the same common goal, and that is the team comes first and us winning comes first. And that can be a challenge. Obviously, the more talent you have, uh, the harder it is to get on the field. But so far, it's been great. We have great leadership. First time uh, we have named captains, or I have named captains as a head coach, um, Jackson Vandenbrake and Jake Knapp. I will have the C on their chest, so and they deserve it. Uh, the players voted as well, but ultimately we made the decision as coaches. Um, but so we feel great about our leadership, uh, but you don't truly find out how good your team chemistry is until you get rolling into that season and probably until you have a little bit of adversity. Scott Forbes there. First game for Carolina baseball will happen on February 16th. That is a home game against Wagner.